You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here, you will find real-life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, Serena Rose. Serena is a ceremonialist who believes our life is just one big ceremony for our soul. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. Thank you so much for being here with me today, for tuning into my podcast. What a blessing to be listened to. So feel my gratitude. Take a moment to feel it, to thank yourself as well for being here and doing the work and being willing to listen, to expand your mind and your heart. It's such a gift to be alive. Today, I have a very special guest on my show. Her name is Tamara, and she is a soul sister, is the best way that I can describe it. We have not yet met in person, but we have walked many paths similarly in this life. And I've been able to watch her business grow and her heart grow and just everything blossom around her and I've watched her morph and change and just so many shifts in her career and personal life. It's been such a gift and I'm so excited to bring her onto the show and to share her gifts of wisdom and insight with you on this episode. Thank you for being here, my love. And can you introduce yourself to my listeners? Yeah. <laughs> First, thank you so much, Serena. You are like, I just love you. You're a treasure mm-hmm. of an energy. And I just want to mirror back. I've been really just captivated by your energy. Everything that you have shared online, I've been always very um, resonant with your vulnerability and just your willingness to stand in front of everybody just so authentically and invite through direct, you know, expression, permission for other people to stand into that. And I've also been impacted so much by your energy and presence online over the years. So for those that, you know, are here and watching, yes, the past few years have been amazing because it doesn't feel like there is distance or like we haven't met in person. It feels very real. So um, yeah, I just want to say thank you really honored to be here. Yeah, thank you. I fully felt that my heart is beaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so hello to everybody that's watching. Um, uh, My name's Tamara. I'm a social media and business strategist. And right now, uh, I'm primarily focused on helping uh, divine feminine and divine masculine leaders um, that are trying to share a message with the world in terms of upliftment, conscious business, um, moving uh, sacred services onto the online world and platform and fully allowing 
this mindset of receiving and, and stepping into abundance to be true and real and possible uh, as well for bohemian souls like myself that really have that bug to travel and, and be remote and not have our income tied to a brick and mortar space. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I am focused currently. And so I work a lot with Tantra and frequency and strategies and have just blended a lot of that aspect of myself, that energetic aspect of myself um, to help other creatives primarily, because Mm -hmm. I feel like the world is truly shifting with everything that's happening. And it's like this gateway of allowance for all the artistic people, all of the holistic, the energetic people who have maybe not been seen in the light that we should be seen to be seen now because when the whole world shut down, those of us that have already been climbing that staircase of the grind of uncloaking or deconditioning or removing all those fears and boundaries that so many of us have had and so many have to actually allow themselves to show up, to share what it is that they do. So um, I feel like it's the time for the creatives Mm-hmm. Um, and to get rid of that silly, um, you know, starving artist cliche. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want to be part of that. Yeah. Well, you are part of that for sure. <laughs> um, so one of my questions is you actually used one of the words that really stuck out to me was the word blend. And so as someone who relates to you personally very much, and I know that we have a lot of similar interests, how have you blended all of the things that make you you into a business in a way that works for you? Because just to give you a little bit of background for where I am right now and why this question is coming up for me is I feel frustrated Like I'm kind of in a space of, I'm just ready to throw my hands up to like everything that's not working. And I'm in transition right now. I feel in a very vulnerable space with my business and I know it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm okay with releasing things that are not working. I'm okay with making space for whatever's next. It's not necessarily an attachment, but I have been drawn to and loved so much in my path as a spiritual life coach and all the things spiritual to find people who are as creative and motivated and expansive as I am, who love to do all of the things. And so when I see people blending all of the things in a way that makes it work, I'm like, how do you do that? (laughs) I love that you're saying all of the things. It's a synchronistic thing for me right now because every client that I'm that I realize I'm working with, as you're saying that, everybody says all of the things. It's an all of the (laughs) uh, collective energy, and so (sighs) there's a few truths and ways how the the biggest is a, a a it's like allowing yourself to actually just honor and allow yourself to be all of the things that you are mm-hmm. and like just F it, you know, that the rest of the world says, no, you can't, you have to just be one. 
you are all of those things. And so that has been the hugest anchor for me is that deconditioning where people try to keep projecting and putting you into boxes because they've seen different flavors and they like different things. So allowing myself to actually just know that whole people are whole people and whole artistry encompasses a whole variety of different things. And we have the same permission that, you know, famous actors and artists have, right? And they do all sorts of things and nobody in their audience is like, hey, you're a singer, you can't be an actor too. Like, what, mm -hmm. what are you doing? So there's some strange disconnect between that stage and the stage that we're on. And it's because this is a new stage. But what happens is the more where we allow ourselves to also understand that we are allowed to have all those flavors and all those voices and that's what makes us very whole and lovable so i think that a just honoring that you are all of that and not just one of them and then the other biggest biggest thing is and this feels cringy for every single one of us that are very creative. It's like, well, let's just pick one to lead. Mm -hmm. But it's like you have two hands and you have two feet. And I just think about it as like a dance. You still have to lead with one foot or you still have to lead with one move. Like you still have to invite the dance. So it's about allowing yourself to get really naked and be like, which one freaking lights me up? the most right now today don't worry about last year or next week today what is the most like fiery for you and I know you have so many talents so I could rattle off a bunch right now but if I just look at all of the different things that you do it's like well what is most exciting for you is it a b c or d and that you have to then allow yourself to decondition around these expectations or how much effort you've put into these other areas and A, B, C, D, E, and just let it go and lead your dance with whatever is igniting your soul right now. Because you are all of these things, they're all gonna show up, they're all gonna get peppered into your work. You know, so for me, my tantric energy, a lot of my clients are really allured to that, that on my social media, I allow myself to express myself sensually. Though my content is predominantly geared towards strategy and, and business, there is a definite extension of dance and sensuality. And I do allow myself to share my poetry as well. That's part of me. So, you know, and I sing, so I sing in my stories. So it all comes into what I do. There's nothing that doesn't, but I, I did make that choice to say what inspires me the absolute most right now is getting to connect with other creatives and be like, yeah, you don't have to go get you know a, a job that doesn't resonate. You don't have to give up on what it is that you love. You don't have to listen to all those voices of all the other people that are scared of your fire and your you know, magnetism, you can be that. And so that's why I'm leading with this right now.
Mm -hmm. Definitely. Thank you so much for that. There's definitely nuggets in there for me. I look forward to going back and re-listening to this episode. Um, So I have had the pleasure of watching your journey and in my mind, I see you playing the role of many characters. There's like the sensual character, the mom character, the tarot character, the business character, um, you know, the the vulnerable character. And so, and I've seen you lead with different parts of yourself at different parts of your journey. And so what has that journey of transition been like for you and what have you learned through showcasing it all with the world? I think the past couple years has me been allowing myself to share all these parts of myself that I hid for most of my life or I tried to squash or I tried to dim you know, and I needed to be allowed to be seen with full volume in each of these areas because my soul was just screaming at a world that wants you to be one career, one path, one type of person, one archetype. And it's just not true. It's like why we're all sad and depressed and anxious because everybody's being like just mushed, especially creative people. Like that's like hell for us to be forced to mm-hmm. be conformity. Yeah, conformity to one thing. Like what is that? Yeah. Real. Nobody wakes up feeling the exact same every single day. Like that's not a thing, you know? And my just my my personality you know i allow myself to fully investigate something i allow myself to for it to become a visceral experience and then i come out and it's like well here's what i've observed and found here's what parts resonate and are true here's what parts i feel like are the shadow and not what i need to express anymore and i just allow it now and in the past i had you know, taken a spiritualism approach that was very puritanism and very hardcore and very rigid. And, you know, I had certain expectations from family and peers and colleagues and community to be a certain way and look a certain way. And there was so much fear over who I really was. So I feel like you've seen like an exaggerated approach of like a lot of elements of me, but it was intentional. Like that's how intense it feels inside. Mm -hmm. and you know we there's a beauty and permission for others to be themselves when we take the heat and you know that we take Mm -hmm. a lot of heat from just being ourselves Mm -hmm. you know the world's yes there's a lot of people that love and a lot of people that send those messages that their whole life has been shifted because we show up and so that's a huge part of the motivation as well as getting to be ourselves. But it's, it's, um, it's a brave path. Uh, it's a brave path, but I'd rather, the, I'd rather work through the, the flames of judgment for who I really am than be suffocated by the flames of judgment for walking a path that's hurting me already because it's not me. Mm-hmm. And so 
just wearing all of these different aspects of my own character have been really liberating mm. because I'm not, I'm not afraid of who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. I've exposed, you know, yeah. all those parts of me. Yeah. It's like once it's out there, there's this, for myself, there's this relief. It's like, whoo, okay, I don't <laughs> I no longer need to feel this tension and know, so it's all good. I can just let it be out there now. You know? Exactly. And it's beautiful. Like, it's amazing. And you know what? We're not saying to anybody be like this or behave like this or have this aspect of an archetype inside of you. No, it's just be you. Like mm -hmm. you're allowed mm -hmm. and, and people are going to judge, but they're going to judge anyways. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And it may not look like, you know, you and I have taken the extreme approach of sharing on line our personal journeys like I know we both have sobbed and cried and convulsed and screamed and danced and all the things and you know that may not be everybody's path it could just look like allowing yourself to exist as you are or having a conversation that you know you need to have and just getting it out there in the open and releasing it from you and into the universe you know our paths are all different and there's insight and wisdom for everybody that's one of the things I love about podcasts and having a podcast is like this is good shit and no matter who's listening like there's nuggets in here for everybody that they can apply to their everyday life you know yeah I mean what you just said hits in the way that like by extension of what we share, people don't even realize, um, the pe people don't even realize that there are people that are scared to even like a post because somebody else might see it. Mm -hmm. I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, I want you to know that I support you, but I'm not liking your posts because of this. I've had people just own it and it's like, huh, I don't know, I even know what to say when that happens. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like there's, a, there's, pe there's people that I've been in relationships with that hide from being in a relationship with me online, you know, or I perceive uh, we can't move forward in the relationship because of my persona online. Mm -hmm. Although they love every element of it, the fear from their own parents or the fear from of judgment from their family and it's it's something to reconcile inside of ourselves to a degree and then the rest is kind of like well you know some of these people over the years end up totally unfolding just and that's why they're in our field and not in our vibration and some of them have scary models in their life that are so overwhelming they don't feel safe enough to ever just allow themselves to even be themselves in that way online it's it's hard for me because it feels sad it feels suffocating and that's a projection also because I felt like that so much in my life I can't say mm -hmm. how these other people feel mm -hmm. but yeah it's we get to choose 
-hmm. you know, it depends on how I think that that makes us feel. Sometimes it makes me feel like, well, then I'm just going to delete you because it's a frequency that I feel might be putting some kind of barrier between our in-person relationship when it's like that or, mm -hmm. and other times I feel like it's totally fine. Like for example, I've shared a lot about um, abusive relationships and I know that a lot of uh, women inbox me and have been vulnerable and shared that those are things that they're, they're in and my posts, you know, really give a lot of strength, but obviously they can't like them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and some of these women are really, or men too, suppressed relationships where they're not allowed to feel sensual. They're not allowed to be empowered with their voice, you know, and they haven't found the means to step out of those spaces. So it's really wild in our position, everything we get hit with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just in case somebody is listening and they're like, that's me, I'm in that relationship, I'm not allowed to do this or that, etc. I just want to be that voice in your ear that says you are allowed and there are resources out there. And to, you know, please feel free to contact myself or Tamara if, you know, you need assistance or guidance along the way. And it's interesting the conversation has kind of gone this way. I've been eager to interview you because I had no idea what the flow of the interview would be, what we would highlight. And I love that it is highlighting success through being yourself. And you spoke of, you know, losing friends or putting up boundaries or tension with family because of the online persona. And that's something that I have struggled with and been challenged by for a number of years. This year, it finally came to a head for me with everything. I was just like, I'm done. I literally am holding myself back for no reason whatsoever, except for my stories and ideas and fantasies of what life could be instead of living in what is actually existing right now and in the relationships that are existing right now, regardless of who my family is and the relationships that we may or may not share. So with that being said, whether it's family relationships or an element of yourself or an element of your business or a character what advice do you have for people who are letting things go that are no longer serving them to make space for what is? It's giving me the chills because I have had such issues with family. Like, holy Hannah, there's conscious decisions to have no family pretty much on my social media um, at this point in time, whether it's people that have taken my existence to be drama or have found it offensive or just are tired of hearing of other family members talking about my online presence. So <laughs> for those that aren't sharing the kinds of things that Serena and myself share, it does create a lot of stuff. <laughs> it just does. It's so much, you know, like, and it's so funny. I'm so what can I say to you all? Like, it's just a wild thing that being yourself 
is such a rebellious act in life. Like all we're trying to do is just be ourselves. It's really shouldn't be rocket science. It shouldn't be something that's uh, such a terrifying act, but it really is because the condition has been so strong to not do it. But what I can say is every time you anchor in and the process of allowing yourself to be yourself, continuing to check in and try and keep responding instead of reacting, because that keeps us in the authority of our highest self. Those that need to fall away do, and many come back in a different light later down the road. Because by our own perseverance and standing up for ourselves with the volume that we do, even if other people are triggered or angry or freaking out or panicking or judging, they are all by extension being given more permission to try and figure out who the heck they are, mm -hmm. what is really going on with them, and why on earth they would want to judge somebody that is just trying to be themselves so harshly. I just want to repeat that because it's so <laughs> fucking powerful, right? Like, why on earth? So you are on this earth right now, right? Connect to the ground. Why on earth are you judging someone? it's just that's the question I still have it every every day almost I'm like why just why like mm -hmm. and it's so sad because the most judgmental people over the years have turned and I've seen a, a handful of them just turn and I'm like wow you know you really also needed this catalyst in your life from somebody that was meaningful enough for you to struggle with mm -hmm. that judgment. And they realize like, it's not really ultimately what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And some of them will share that out loud and some of them won't. Yeah. Right now um, in my partnership, you know, we're a conscious couple, obviously. And David, he can be judgmental at times. And it's mostly because of his family and how he was grown up. They, it's just the, their family's nature to tease and to joke and to judge. And so he'll say things and I'm like, hmm, let's not, <laughs> let's not, I don't want to do that. Do you want to do that? You know? And he's like, huh, nope. <laughs> and so wherever you may be, whoever's listening, wherever you may be in your path, you know, it's perfect. And just allowing yourself to be there, even as a judger, like, it's okay, we're human, we judge each other, like, accept that part of you and understand it. The first step is accepting. Yeah. And just seeing like, where is it yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because as, as spiritual as we all are, as, as open as we all are, and as much self-work as we're doing, we are all like a pretty big mold of our society. We all are. We all have so much of it. Like so much of it, we can't even see it, right? And just that, that's how we would know if we were dropped off in the middle of the Amazon with the tribe, right? Like try and figure it out. Then we would exactly. see you know what I mean? Like, what's us? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, even the, the judgment over judgment, right? So we just look and 
I, I am geeked out lately on human design. It's opened up so many doors of understanding for me for so many things. And I realized my personality. Um, do you remember your design number? Like, are you a three? Five, or what? Um, I don't remember it. I know that there's a three in there, but I can, okay. I can look if you want to keep it. I think it. you were a three, you might be a three, five. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because that's been a really integral part of actually my coaching, my own life stuff, all of my relationships. It's, I have been a typology, like that's another personality people will see of me online or persona, like typology geek, like advocate for that stuff. And I'm on panels and lots of groups and do lots of stuff around it. And it's because of being that creative artist type, never feeling like I fit in. So I've just been down the rabbit hole studying everything I can to try and figure out what the heck is wrong with mm -hmm. me, right? Like, cause clearly everybody keeps saying you're too dramatic. You're too this, you're too sensitive. You're too, that's what I've heard my whole life. Mm. Right. So mm. why can't you just, you know, go along with the crowd? Why can't you just make <laughs> easy why do you always have to be difficult mm. and it's like well I, I have no choice like my soul is screaming no I can't so and it's so funny it's like that same thing of the judging like why on earth do we have to judge one another why on earth do we have to suppress one another why don't we just allow people to be who they are some people are loud some people are quiet some people are sensual some people are hidden some people are vulnerable some people are poetic like we're all beautifully different mm -hmm. and that's okay mm -hmm. and if we allow ourselves to know that we'll know that about other people mm -hmm. and a lot of the over sensitivity and i don't like that word in general because i think it's been cast around as like uh, a way to spiritual bypass or remove responsibility from people being nice mm -hmm. by just you know throwing that at people that feel deeply but in terms of my own world had i have been more secure i wouldn't have felt so impacted by other people not being able to see me or understand me. And that element has been really huge for me lately. And so I bring it up because I am a 5-1. And so it's the personality type or design, it's not personality, it's just an experiment in life to see if it makes sense. But I'm a 5-1, so heretic investigator. So people with the five line are really good on stage. They have a magnetism. People come to people with five lines um and so it's kind of like i was designed to do little things like this because mm -hmm. of the way that i am i also go against the grain so all the big major things i'm like okay but i'm gonna be that yogini over here that's like it's okay to be sensual and it's okay to have senses you know it doesn't mean i can't connect right because i'm in my body no i am I am part of this body. I don't have that message. This is the vessel I chose. I need to work through here. If my channels are all clogged, where's my connectivity? I don't want to be outside of the body. Mm -hmm. I want to be here and now and present. It's what mm -hmm. I chose. So it's like we have an authority and addiction and uh, just a fire within ourselves to just share. It's like, yeah, okay, this is, 
even if you all hate me, even if I'm going to get booed off the stage, I, I have to share. <laughs> I don't <laughs> invite that in. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, but I'm just saying I still would. Yeah, yeah. for if, sure. Yeah. Yeah, my actually solo cast that aired this week, one of the things that I said was if you don't agree with me, it's okay. I still love you and you can yeah. still love me too. <laughs> so, um, so I'm actually a one three. You're a one three. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have that uh, investigator uh, element of your personality as well, like I do. So we go really deep, like intensively, obsessively, like what might not be healthy for other people to obsess on is our nature. So oh, I'm an expert at that. Expert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overanalyzing Scorpio right here. Yeah. So you will take something and you will go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. You know, like Alice in Wonderland is our jam. Like we just go and we go and we go. And it's like you have that Scorpio essence. So you'll have that real visceral experience with it. And it'll go in deep and mm -hmm. you'll collect not only the knowledge, but the emotions and mm -hmm. the waters. But that's that's your one of your key ways of walking the world is by being able to absorb um, very vast amounts of knowledge and be very specific. So you're supposed to, according to human design, allow yourself to experiment, because I know you're a generator, with anything that lights you up, that excites you to keep like studying and learning more and more and more and more. Whatever that is, is your extension in the world. You can just do that. And you should be allowed to. And even if other people don't believe it's possible, that's actually what you're supposed to do. Mm, that's awesome. I resonate with that. And just to like bring another uh, side of the spectrum into it, um, not from a judgmental place, but one of my challenges in this journey of life has been allowing and understanding why others cannot go as deep as I can. I'm like, why can you not just go deeper? I don't understand. Like, I know how to do it. <laughs> like, follow me. <laughs> um, and again, not from a judgmental place, but one of my challenges almost every day, I'm like, oh, just listen and go deeper. Um, so just to bring another side of the spectrum into this conversation. And to keep the questions rolling, um, I want to talk about videos and YouTube and live videos because that's something I've seen you really shine at with your number one stage presence. And my, my first question is, so we both have spoken of how we're vulnerable and willing and able to share with others online and, and stand up in the face of adversity. And something that I personally have felt challenged by or, you know, when you're feeling emotional, there's a lot of stuff in your personal field, in your mind, in your heart, and it can feel cloudy. And so one of the things as a life coach, as a spiritual being, is to compartmentalize and kind of find your way through the field. And so I have studied myself. <laughs> I've literally studied myself and journaled about it. Like, when does it work for me to go live and to share vulnerably? And when doesn't it work for me? 
And so what advice do you have for myself, for listeners, for people who are like, oh gosh, I, I don't know if I could ever do that, but I feel this calling to do that. So how do you discern when it works for you and when it doesn't? Because as a reflection to you, and I'm sure that you would say the same thing to me, is when I see you go live and share vulnerably, I'm like, oh my God, she's so poised and inspiring. And this is like, this is great. And so, you know, I imagine that I may or may not be a similar reflection to you. And I love that we can inspire each other in that way, but I'm just curious what works for you and what doesn't with this. So the answer off the top of my head right now, because my current obsession is human design, because I find it allows me to bring language to everybody that I am working with or friends with or just in my life, like why we are able to gel and do certain things. And there are different types of um, authorities that different designs have. And both yourself and myself are generators. For those that want to geek out and just look up your free chart after the podcast, and we have sacral authority. So that is like coming from that sacral center within us. And we just know. So when yourself or myself or anybody with sacral authority just feels really like lit to do something. And we just know like, oh, got to do this. Like we should just do it. Where we get hung up, I think. And I can't say for you, but where I get hung up up is when I get too heady and I pre over plan and try and overthink everything and it usually doesn't work like if I try and have like a live schedule that won't work for me mm-hmm. I also have like a center in my human design where my willpower isn't defined so I don't have a steady willpower sometimes I'm like popping and I'm really energetic and you can see that this week so I I, I have noticed that it's a lot to do with my cycle So when I'm ovulating, I go live a lot more. I'm a lot more present. I create more content. Um, I find that the times where I'm pre-menstrual and in that phase of that releasing energy, I find myself like a lot more tantric, showing a lot more of the dancing and a lot more of the expression that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've found that when I watch my cycle as a woman, that I can see what I'm doing and just allowing myself to just show up as I am has been, um, it's brought me to the point where I've looked at these other things like my cycle, like human design, and I can see why I'm doing what I'm doing. For those with emotional authority that look this up, they would probably feel better sleeping on it you know, and really organizing themselves about what they're going to say. But for us, when it's there and it's like wanting to come out and look at you and me, like we don't care. Like sometimes we're in bed. Sometimes we're, you know, we've got our hair done. Sometimes we don't at all. Like, but we've probably like, if we look back at us a couple years ago, we didn't, feel secure getting on camera without makeup we didn't feel secure getting on camera without having it all so it's just like to those listening it's not an overnight thing and I think there's too much pressure in the world for everything from business to just being yourself to figure things out overnight like this is not that's not what life is about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know 
So just play. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I have been in a lot of online containers and groups and challenges. And so many of those other members will go live within the group. So it's a contained space, right? A safe space. And they'll say, this is my first time ever going live. And it's always shocking when I join a new challenge or something, how many people just haven't done that yet, especially now with the stage that our world is in. It's like more and more people are showing up online and it's just, it's really fun. So I encourage people to push those edges of themselves, not in like a pressure way, but more from a curious inquisitive look at me I'm like go deeper do it (laughs) um like learn about yourself like why don't you want to go live what emotions come up when you go live you know just expressing yourself being with yourself allowing yourself to be seen or not you know you don't even have to go live but pretend you're gonna go live and pay attention to what surfaces in your body and in your mind and in your heart you know I got accused um I, I was in a very big group and I'm not afraid to go online to speak, but live. I didn't have those jitters. I did act and I had that kind of training when I was younger. So that's an extension, although very shy, not on stage. I got to step into an alternate persona. So that's also probably part of the unfolding, but for singing, because that was like in my heart and like such a, like a hidden part of me when I hit live, to, to sing, I shook so badly. The people that were watching the replay were like, is she on drugs? What's wrong with her? Like, it was so wild, the nervousness. So for those that feel like that amount of nervousness, I totally uh, empathize as well because it can be that scary. And it took me about five times and then I could sing online. Mm-hmm. Went from like shaking like somebody that was just, you know, completely apparently looking like I wasn't in control of my body at all mm-hmm. to having a joy doing it and a release mm-hmm. finding it to be so yeah it can shift I think quite quickly mm. so let's talk YouTube now I have had the pleasure of watching your channel or channels I should say boom. So what is your magic trick for YouTube? Share with the class. (laughs) So uh, depending on the genre, I found um, certain genres are uh, easier for me to figure out how to grow. Um, My next venture will look very different, but uh, consistency was the biggest thing. So I think the most success that I had really with videos has been either with tarot or with like stuff on being an INFJ typology stuff. Um, It's consistency with the same theme, right? That was probably the biggest thing. And don't overcomplicate things. Like the tarot stuff, I didn't edit anything. It was so cheesy. It was a terrible camera. It was terrible lighting. But I'm passionate and aligned with what I love doing. So that gets extended to the audience. So I think anything that you keep showing up 
consistently with. Um, anything you do on YouTube, thumbnails are huge. So don't underestimate a thumbnail. It does a lot for you. And I really encourage anybody that wants to do that kind of thing, use your face. Use your face. You know, keep showing up because you become a magnetism and imprint for people and they just want to see more of you and more of what you've got to do. And uh, simple headlines. Uh, people have very low attention spans. So if you're doing a tarot reading, I'm just giving this as an example, and you know, the outcome is that two people long lost are going to reunite, like put that in the title. And that was really helpful. And when I also learned to use that little space underneath where you can write a blurb, you know, you can put a couple hashtags that are very relevant. Uh, be as precise. Like, as artists, we like to be very dreamy about everything we do. And the simple stuff is really what's in the algorithms for YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is, is very helpful. Use that little chunk. Use as many words as will resonate with the people that are looking stuff up. So, you know, if they've just been in a breakup and they're going to go look for a tarot reading, you know, it's like you can write that in the blurbs, like tarot for breakups, tarot for this. Like we have to remember that these amazing systems for algorithms, they are picking up what's more common. Mm -hmm. not what's more far-fetched and out there and creative so we can add our creativity but also make sure to add in that stuff I think is really huge mm, that's powerful thank you I definitely learned from that share so yeah and sharing your videos and in your messages and things like that every once in a while I'll I don't like to overdo it with my audience on social media but probably every three, four months, I might share, you know, a tarot video with like a hundred people and, or whatever video it is. Now I'm doing business stuff, but yeah, that was also helpful. Mm. So you have transitioned ultimately from like a tarot business. Um, this is my perception to a business mentor. And so what shifted for you? What was your magic sauce, if you will? So the long short story to that is over the past 14 years, I've had multiple clinics, like multidisciplinary clinics, and I've had a wellness studio of internal arts. And I've been a person in my community that a lot of people came to for business related stuff, websites, social media, because I predominantly uh, got all of our clients and patients and those types of things from using, utilizing social media. Uh, but I was becoming resentful subconsciously with anything to do with business because I felt really taken advantage by people always wanting my information for free and a lot of people in the holistic and alternative community not valuing investing in marketing or advertising or business. And the reason that I was so successful so quickly in a lot of the things that I did was A, I honored that sacral aspect, but B, I really felt empowered to invest in getting my business off the ground as much as I did in having it to begin with. So I really uh, kept doing a lot of free things around business stuff, thinking I'm just meant to share that and try not to resent people for not wanting to pay for it. 
Mm. And I, uh, at the beginning of COVID, invested in another business program, but I wanted to focus on the mystical and tantric aspect, which involved tarot. And my leader uh, in the program looked at me and said, you know, after quite a bit of conversation, uh, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing business. And I was like, what? I was so offended. I was like, no, I'm like a tantric dancer. I do tarot. Leave me alone. I don't want to be a business person. What are you trying to do to me? You know, like, yeah, that, that's recorded. Like my face of, what do you mean? So, and it was amazing because she was able to tell me that in the process of an hour, I was doing social media stuff actually for um, a, a pediatrician that was working on products and doing a lot of behind the scenes business stuff. And she's like, you love all this stuff. Why aren't you doing that? Mm -hmm. I was like, cause people don't want to pay you. And she's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nobody, no, yeah. Everybody just asks me everything for free. And that's when I realized that I had actually been limiting myself the entire time because I had really um, poor boundaries around mm. how to share what it is that I love doing and help other people and actually realize that this stuff is totally stuff that I can be valued for in terms of the work that I bring and be compensated for and show up with authority. And it was just like a mind shift. And so I realized I love this other aspect, but that's not ex excluded from my business personality. It's part of it. It's part of how I do business. My routine, my uh, ceremonies, my rituals, my, my daily practice is, is part of business and a new wave of business. So that's what happened essentially. Wow, that's so cool. I love that. I love that it's recorded too. <laughs> yeah. um, if it were me, I may like go back and watch it. And <laughs> she, she has it. I'll have to ask her for it. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so along the way, not that I want to spend too much time here, but what mistakes have you made? Um, give me... I'm so sorry. I'm going to just message my son to not message me while I'm on the podcast because he's <laughs> going to keep doing it and he'll come in my room. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, I'm just going to tell him to give me a few minutes. Uh, so mistakes is every time like what you, when you said about um, family and holding yourself back, right? That those have been the things that if I could just go back, I would have just been me already a few years ago and just been like, whatever, everybody, you know, mm -hmm. figure it out. I'm not telling you not to be you. Right. I'm just being me. And, and, and that's it. And I give myself permission to do that now, today. Like, mm. So that, that's the biggest, yeah, just living in that fear of being by myself. If I could have given myself permission to jump out faster. Mm, thank you. And what has your biggest challenge been to achieving success? 
navigating the real heaviness of everyday big life stuff and keeping the momentum. Keeping the momentum. Mm, it's like the internal struggle. Is that what you're speaking to? Like just family, like even situations like this, just to be raw, you know, my son is like not a, he's, I need you now. I can't wait 10 minutes. Like you need to get out here now. It's that. So kids have been, it's really challenging to run your own business, to be supporting other people when you have very real stuff going on. Um, we've had a lot of healing to do from being in situations that created a lot of trauma, a lot of PTSD, a lot of stuff. So it's been really heavy healing from a lot of things. Um, navigating, just holding down the fort of responsibilities and also having that energy and keeping myself in the routines and alignment to be in a space where I can lead and guide others. Um, and also dropping that hogwash of being perfect. Mm -hmm. Just to know we're all human beings. The CEOs mm -hmm. at the top companies have family drama. They have pain. They have health issues. They have all that stuff. Yeah. And so as a coach, as a leader, you know, the challenge is, is knowing that you're allowed to have a life mm -hmm. that deals with all these other things and still show up and guide others. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate that. I think it's medicine that so many people need to hear and to be reminded of. And, you know, just simply shifting the perspective of instead of, for example, to use your son messaging you instead of like, oh my gosh, he's messaging me, he's not listening. And, you know, shifting into, wow, thank you so much for messaging me at the most divine time so that I could highlight this expression and experience of this journey that I may have not touched on without your messages you know yeah, so yeah. So always yeah. yeah it looks like you froze a little bit which is funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah shifting um do you have any special offerings or last advice that you wish to share with my listeners before we close, close it down. I'm going to say I'll, I'll try and get it out in a non lengthy way. So first of all, I do have an offering. I do have a free three day Instagram training um, that I think you'll have the link for. Uh, how to make thousands of dollars a month uh, on Instagram, even if you have a small following. And the truth is that extension can be to other platforms. It doesn't have to be Instagram. That's just what I chose to focus on. Uh, so for anybody that would like the truth and the lowdown on how those of us that are making thousands of dollars a month are doing it, um, I believe this is as raw as it gets in terms of giving you like the truth of how people are doing it. So I invite you to that. I am going to be launching Biz Tantra, which is like a business program for energetic leaders that are focused on just bringing their business online. And it's got a real narrative around understanding creatives 
and not having that like raw, raw intensity approach, but having a much different kind of invitation as to how to be able to do business in an authentic way and not feel like it's really cringy and like you're being forced into doing particular mainstream things that just might not feel authentic to who you are. So um, I am going to be launching that soon and anybody that signs up for the free three-day training, they'll be kept in the loop for when that's happening. I have some really cool leaders in the field that are going to be showing up doing some guest content. And so I'm excited to do this in the world with creatives. So even if you have no idea what the heck you want to do, but you have a feeling inside you that you do want to do something online, I invite you to do the training or get on a call with me. I do do um, a limited number of free calls per month. So that is an option if you just feel like putting your feelers out and just seeing and go ahead and reach out to me. And the last thing that I can leave you all with is that allow yourself to go through the process. It's not a rush. We all feel rushed. Mm. So sorry. See, this is, this is the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Starts at one. Starts at one. Not 12. Mm. One. So I hope everyone listening is going through the process with us. <laughs> so this is, this is business alamom and my clients are super uh, accommodating to these little splurges. And it's always those moments where it's like, yeah, I can't right now. But so I am needing to be rushed off to the mom role. Mm. But yeah, just allow yourself to go slow and and even if you've committed yourself to a certain path and you realize that's not what is super calling to you and there's something else deeper inside, allow yourself to hear that voice because mm -hmm. it might be exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Serena. Yes. Thank you, my love. I honor you, all parts of you, including the mother in you. And I'm so honored to have you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Serena. Thank you for being here. It is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically. If you would like to receive in a deeper way, visit our website at authenticallymeradio.com or bookserenarose.com. Remember, you are exactly where you are supposed to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing, and you are loved.